always uh either you got a got a spare hundred mil lying around anywhere? No, no. why? No. Because we're talking about City and Chelsea tonight. This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever you're listening from, thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from three uh, three friends who support different clubs. My name is James, fumbling over my own words. I support Arsenal. That guy right there, he's wearing a Charlotte FC jersey, but he supports Chelsea Football Club. That's Brad. And down below, that's Sean. He supports the Tottenham Hotspurs. Gentlemen, what's going on? How are we doing? Doing great. Watching watching Charlotte FC get their first road win of the season, of the club, of everything. Uh, it was, was pretty dope. It's a celebration. We we are we are in playoff contention for the MLS, which is weird for soccer, football fans, and English in England. We have we have playoffs. We're like, we're sixth. Okay, but how, like how many teams are in each division, and how many teams make the playoffs? Isn't uh, it like twelve on. teams and eight make the playoffs in each division, or something absurd? No, yeah. it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. It's seven and seven, and it is fourteen teams. So half of the teams from each division. Oh, eight now. Half of the teams from each division make the playoffs. Think is, so? Is that what you're telling me? I think so. Okay. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty on par with the other, uh, at least with basketball, because um, sixteen teams out of thirty for basketball. I forget what the number is for baseball because baseball is weird. They have like the playoff game. Single, do you count those teams as playoff teams? Because I don't want to, but I guess technically they're playing 163, which is more than 162. I don't, it's weird. Um, but this is a rabbit hole I did not expect to go, to go into this early <laughs> because we are here today to talk about English football and, of course, Manchester City football club and Chelsea football clubs like we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. We are looking at two teams specifically going to dive into what they need, what they want, what their owners are doing, whatever we kind of think ties into their transfer strategy, what they should be going after. Um, and this one's fun because like these teams have unlimited resources. So we could just basically be like, they need to go sign everyone. Right. Right. That's they do. We, we do. We, we have do. a lot of freedom. We should we have a lot of freedom yeah. with these clubs. Um, but before we get too too deep on this topic and more, um, you know, if you're new here, if you're the first time tuning in, you're like, "What is Red Card Radio?" Um, hit that hit that follow button, give us a subscribe on YouTube, all those things. Um, leave us a comment in the YouTube uh, videos, rate us five star on Apple Podcasts, all those things. Um, they really help us uh, reach new audience, broaden our audience. Um, we're not. Uh, we're not so big yet, but wouldn't it be great to be on the ground floor when we get big, you know, right? Right. That's the idea. You'd be like, I knew them when they were talking about, you know, Chelsea and their new owner. Um, that'd be something to tell your kids one day, right? You know, that'd be cool. Uh, so, you know, really appreciate it if you would do one of those things or all of those things, share it with a friend, leave us a comment um, because we want the best in your life, right? We don't want you to be inconvenienced in any way. Right, Sean? Yeah, no, you want to like, subscribe, rate, and review five star, or else what might befall of you if you do not do that is a slightly mild inconvenience of being on a lake of some sort, a body of water, maybe a little water volleyball is going on, and uh, a seashell might take off the bottom part of your toe, which happened to me. Oh, 
That sounds, wow. wow. That sounds wildly more than mildly. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't too bad. It took off mainly a callus. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So like, it, was, oh, it wasn't. Like a pedicure. I got a little, get a little lucky on that one, but uh, definitely a good sized chunk came out okay. of the bottom of my throat. I have a quick question. Yeah. Water volleyball, that sounds extremely difficult. It was in the ocean. A lot, a lot harder. We were on a lake. It was a lot harder <laughs> than I thought. Hold on, time out. Before we get back into that, it was a lake. Could you imagine trying to play volleyball in an ocean? Like, what the Brad, come on. It sounds like fun. Let's the do wave it. wave just crashing against you, riptides pulling you in all directions, and you're out here like, oh, set. Like, come on. Like, what the heck are you doing? Still very, still very difficult, but it was about, about knee to thigh, depending on what part you were on. Knee to thigh. High. That Water. sounds like terrible resistance on your only it benefit, was the only benefit bad. of playing in the lake would be diving and not having to worry about getting too hurt when you dive yeah um, we, the yeah the other downside was you had to dive all the time since you can't actually run anywhere <laughs> yeah. how many how many aside how many on this, on each side were there five five and five okay that's regular volleyball court dimensions i'm, I'm wondering if the, how yeah. you know like probably a little smaller hopefully yeah uh, how how much was was there any kind of uh, beer aid? Lots of what? Lots of beer, lots of beer adult, aid. Adult beverages were consumed. <laughs> what? Happy freedom. No, is that why you don't have one tonight? Don't lie. He's got uh, one. I've got one. <laughs> That's the super adult beverage it's there. Right. Yeah. It's right here. Water is the most adult beverage. He but had the it, most adult beverage in his hand there. Who had Sean picking up the water glass before the beer? <laughs> not me. Ooh, that's not, a new counter. Me. That wasn't on my bingo card. Um, all right, great. So what we got tonight, uh, of course, we're talking about City and Chelsea. We do have a couple comments that we want to hit from uh, from our last video, uh, see what the people are thinking. So we're going to jump into that first. Uh, big shout out to Joel. Welcome back, man. Uh, so Joel's uh, comment is about center forwards. Um, he's he's uh, speaking about Jesus. Uh, so Jesus will be interesting. He's a bit more like Firmino in the way that he plays like a false nine, maybe not quite as much, but definitely similar. Curious to see if he'll be played like a traditional striker or if he'll carry on playing a little deeper. That number nine shirt will add a lot of a little weight, I'm sure. Um, um, um did Andre wear the nine? Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what weight. Wait, Thierry Henry, did the nine shirt? No, no he wore 14, Brad. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I was just trying to figure out what weight. Bro. Of a nine shirt would there be? Because we know Lacazette ain't it. It's definitely not Lacazette. Bro, the 14 Arsenal shirt is one of the most iconic shirts in the Premier League. What are you talking This is... That's why I was confused by his com- by, by Joel's comment on where, where, where the weight of the nine is coming from for I, Arsenal. I think it's more just a general thought about a, a, a squad number, like a, 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 a ge- top a General number nine. Ah, Brad, that pained me. Um, Stab right to the heart. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I have my 14 Walcott shirt on right now, actually. Um, who inherited the 14 shirt after after Henri. Um, do you guys know who got it after? Do you guys know who got it after Walcott? Some scrub? I mean, Sean might think it was a Bobby Yang. Oh, yes. Oh, we got it after. Uh, scrub. Do you guys know who has the 14 shirt now? No one. Eddie, Eddie and Kedia. Um, oh, Kedia? Oh, Kedia got the 14. Um, anyway, 
Um, so Joel's next comment, we'll, we'll deal with the uh, with Jesus here in a second, but it says any forward should be aiming to get double figures in goal contributions. We kind of had this debate last week about what um, Martinelli's expectations, I think, were specifically compared to Rafinha and things like that. But he said um, anything less than that would be disappointing. And he said saying that uh, ASM got five and five uh, at Newcastle last year. And that's a little disappointing considering who he was and that he's the main attacking threat for uh, for Newcastle. Um so it's the Ballon d'Or candidate, right? Like, that's what he said. He's going for Ballon d'Or. Wait, 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 wait. No. No. Uh, I don't think Maxim did say, hey, if I had more talented players around me, I would be in contention for the Ballon d'Or. He can... Well, he's about to find out. <laughs> no, he's not, because he's not going to be still... He's not going to be around in Newcastle when they get more talent. Um. So, so, so about Gabriel specifically at Arsenal, I think he's going to play more of a traditional nine. Um, I think he's going to play higher up. Um, I don't think that he, there's not any space for him to receive, receive the ball deeper in terms of who Arsenal is passing it to because Odegaard is going to control the ball in that section. Like, like Essentially, a lot of the way that Arsenal were building up their play last year was you know, center back would get it out to either Xhaka or um, Partey, and it, assuming that everybody is, uh, everybody's fit and playing. And like it would be either be Xhaka or Odegaard, depending on the left or the right, who's carrying the ball most of the way up. Um, but then it was going into uh, one of the wingers, either like Martinelli or Saka from the eight. So it's it it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of space for the for a number nine to drop back in 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 the sense that Harry Kane drops back and drops deep to get it. Um, we did like a year and a half ago play Emil Smith Rowe as a false nine, uh, and that did not. That did not work well. Uh, so, I mean, clearly Arteta was in and around Pep at City. So, like, the idea of playing a false nine at Arsenal is not necessarily outside the realm of possibility. But I really think that uh, Jesus will be expected to be more of a traditional nine at Arsenal. Um, now, makes more sense. Whether or not I think so too. Whether or not his game is specifically suited to do that because he's not super tall. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not <laughs> tall enough. What's he about five ten? He's not a target man, though. He's not a target man. He's not somebody that you're shooting, that you're crossing the ball into for a header or for a volley, maybe a volley, but definitely not a header, definitely not somebody to pick out in the middle. He's a Brazilian center forward. He wants to play with the ball at his feet, and he wants to dribble past people and score score, score goals. Like, that's, and I don't, I mean, like, that's kind of like the prototypical, like, nine, like, Brazilian nine. Like, you look at someone like, 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 old, real Ronaldo. I I wanted to call him Fat Ronaldo because he's fat now. But um, not Cristiano Ronaldo. Freaky hair Ronaldo? Yeah. Right. CR9 Ronaldo. Or not CR9, but R9. Excuse me. R9. R9. Ronaldo. R9 Ronaldo. Um, like he was not scoring a ton of goals with his head. He was like dribbling past people. And I'm not saying that that, 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 that Jesus can't score the ball with his head. Um, but I think that he wants to play the ball at his feet and he wants to dribble and, and, and score with his feet. R- R9? That's for Charleston. Ah. Very, very wow. well, very well done. Um, so I think that he'll be, he'll be more traditional, and I mean he might he might come back a little bit, but I think that that space is going to be occupied by an Odegaard, by a Jaka, by an Emil Smith Rowe, um, someone like that, uh, maybe a Vieira. Uh, so I don't know if there's going to be a lot of space for um, for a nine, there. for a center forward to come back. Um, and yeah, I mean I think I will be disappointed if. Jesus produces five goals and five assists in the Premier League next year. That would certainly be underwhelming. 
I think we we kind of discussed how he's never had that golden boot chasing year, but I don't think he's had bad years either. I don't think I don't think he's throwing up a five and five. I'd I'd have to look. I mean, his most the most goals he scored in a in a Premier League season was fourteen. I think is what we discussed last week. Um, I think if you're scoring fourteen goals and you have six to ten assists, I think that that's a that's a that's a good season. Um, you take that. Yeah. I think I'd take that. Um, assuming you're getting goals elsewhere in the team. Cause like, mm. I mean, like if you look at city, like yeah, maybe, maybe Jesus was scoring nine goal or like 12 goals, but Kevin De Bruyne was scoring 15 goals and Raheem Sterling was scoring 15 goals and Phil Foden, Foden was scoring 10 goals and Mares was scoring 10 goals. So like you, you kind of have to score by collective in that sense. You're not going to, I don't know if we'll really, I mean like Mo Salah scores a lot of goals individually, Harry Kane scores a lot, but like recently the golden boots been won by like 22, 23 goals, like 21 goals. Like it hasn't been a lot of goals. Like, you know, we've seen golden boot races where like, it's like 33 goals wins the golden boot or something like that. And like, that's a tally right there. 33 goals is a lot of goals to score in a season, but I don't remember the last time, maybe Mo Salah a couple years ago had like 30 in the league. I'm not sure which year it was. Maybe like one, one of the golden boots. I don't remember if it's one that Harry Kane won, uh, but I remember his tally, and I believe it was a Mo Salah year uh, where Harry had 29. And I don't believe he won that year. Or that could have been one of his winning years. Like, I'm 29 just stuck out of, of Harry's highest in, in the league total. All right, so I just did a quick Google search. Um, can... Combining the statistics for all winners up to 2011, so I guess this is a little bit out of date, the Golden Boot winner scores an average of 24 goals from 35 games and a strike rate ratio of 0.69 goals per appearance. Um, so, you know, 20, like, yeah, you know, like 15 goals is is low, but, I mean, if he scores 15 goals, that's more than an Arsenal center forward has scored in a couple of years, with the exception of Aubameyang when he's won the Golden Boot two or three years ago, whatever it was. So... Plug that in there. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, you had to slide that in there. Why would I not? <laughs> Why would I not? Um. So yeah. Uh, Will Will had a comment for us. He's uh, this is kind of going back to our um, our conversation about uh, the EPL two or you know the like there is there like a youth setup for your players to play at versus being sub team. So yeah. uh, Will's response is, going back to the EPL2 discussion from a couple of weeks ago, I don't think a youth competition is comparable to having youth teams play in lower, unrestricted divisions. Even if the youth teams are as good as the lower divisions men's teams, which, and he says parenthetically, which I seriously doubt, playing against experienced grown men will never be the same as playing against youth teams. Starting a player with the ex- expectation that they'll be loaned out to another club is very different from signing a player to have them play on your youth team. I could easily see players opting to sign with another club rather than sign to play in the EPL too. I think that's definitely true um, with, uh, I, I think that the players that end up playing in the EPL too are probably academy graduates. Like players who have been at Chelsea, who have been at Tottenham, who have been at Arsenal for three, four, five years. And they feel like they're part of the club's culture and they're just waiting to get pushed on from the youth team to the first team. And so I think that's generally what happens. I don't think that the, a lot of these clubs are making signings for players to play in their in their youth teams. Well, even then you're still loading them out. Yeah, like so Arsenal signed Marquinhos from, from Brazil. 
like uh, I think he's like 19 or something like that. And uh, what's I, his name? He's gonna get plays on back. Brighton. He's what's his name that went to Brighton? They're right back. Lamptey. Lamptey came right from our U23 squad. Yeah. Uh Livermento, I think, came right from our U23 squad to Southampton. Yes, I, yeah, I I'm think... pretty sure he did. So, like, I mean, there's Broja. Broja's same thing. No, he got loaned out before. Sorry, that's Broja's second loan. Um, but like Colwell going to Huddersfield. Um, I a hundred percent agree with you that I would rather them be playing at another club than playing in the youth system. But with these new loan rules coming out. I don't know how possible that's going to be as much. So context around that. So FIFA is implementing new rules specifically regarding loans. And so starting this season in the 22-23 season, clubs will be allowed to have eight senior players, eight senior professionals um, loaned out at any given point in the season. Now, I did I did pull up the FIFA website because I was curious, but then there is a caveat. It says players aged 21 and younger and club-trained players will be exempt from these limitations. So youth players, people who are under 21, don't count to the eight. And club-trained players, so like somebody who can't, so Mason Mount, who is what, 20, how old is he? Three. 23. Mason, 23, Mount, 23. Mason Mount is a Chelsea club-trained player. I think he would not count. He's a he's a senior player, so he's over twenty one. But I don't think he would count to that eight player limit. Yep, like a doy. Yeah, Hudson Adoy. Yeah, that's another one. Another good one. Um, yep. Now, like there's things to be said about like young players who are over twenty one who are club trained, but you feel like the need to loan them out. Like that seems kind of weird. But Gilmore doesn't count anymore. Why? He was not club trained. Oh, okay. Remember, like, yeah, we bought him at like 17, 18 from Celtic, I think, or something like that. We I also don't young. know what the definition of club trained is, so like, I'd have to go into more detail on that. So, like, like clearly, you look at a, you look at a club like Chelsea, who is traditionally, and also Manchester City, who have a lot of players loaned out to a lot of different clubs. They are going to have to change their business model slightly, and so um, having, you know you know, 15 oh, players loaned out is, is, is not necessarily tenable anymore. What's up, Brad? They, they, you know, for, for like Chelsea is considered like the loan army, right? Like we had our loan army. Yeah. Do you know how many loans Atlanta had last year? Players out on loan. I have no idea. You want to take a guess? 22. 20. Sean, how many, how many players did Atlanta have out on loan last year? 20. 65. What? 65 wow. players in their system were out on loan last year. That seems that seems to be made up. No, I'll find the news source because it came right along with with, with FIFA's uh, with FIFA's ruling. Yo, hey, Will, can I get a fact check on this? You're the Italian football guy. Yeah. Uh, so give me a fact check. And this is at 19 minutes. I need a Will fact check at 19 minutes. Um, that's insane. If that's true, that's actually insane. Um, oh my bad, forty-five. But still, okay, well, forty-five. So I'm gonna say this: sixty-five to forty-five is a huge difference. 40, but forty-five to twenty-seven is even bigger. 
40, 45 is an astronomical number to have loaned out. So it's just as ridiculous. If you said 45 the first time, I would have been just as flabbergasted. So Right. My response would have been the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. All right. Um, let's... I appreciate those comments. We do have one more comment that we have nested later in the in the conversation because it's going to referring specifically about a, a specific player, and so we'll get to that here momentarily. Um, but we really appreciate those comments. We love talking about your comments, so please submit them. We love to talk about them. Um, but let's get into the uh, into the meat of this. We're going to start with Chelsea Football Club, um, just because I bet Brad probably knows the most about them. So we're just going to give Brad the floor, kind of let him talk about his club, and uh, take it away, bro. And that's that's a lot of pressure there. I know the most about Chelsea. I mean, clearly on this pod, I know the most about soccer, so therefore I know the most about Chelsea. This is you just literally asked what number Thierry Henry had at Arsenal, so your <laughs> your comment is is already on face value invalid. But continue. Yeah, but hundred mil, but that hundred mil is not invalid. Wait, you mean uh, the, the ninety eight million you're giving to enter? I'm so confused. The eight mil we got back, yeah, it's a great change. Um. So yeah, new owners, Todd Bowley. We are no on, no longer under restrictions. Um, hopefully we get a jersey release soon because that still hasn't happened. I don't know what kit my team is wearing next year. Um, but totally clearing house. I think I think losing Bruce Buck was probably expected as like chief chairman. Um, clearly Bowley would have taken that seat. Um, losing Marina hurts hurts a lot. Uh, she was the key negotiator, the, like the focal point of Chelsea. Um, she had a lot, a lot of power. Um, I think transitioning that power to Thomas Tuchel is a good thing long-term. I think this transfer window is going to turn into chaos a little bit because of that. So you have a question. Quick question. Point of order. So yes. Chelsea were operating uh, under a European model, right? With a first-team coach and Marina, and Marina as the, the head of football, like transfers and things like that, director of football kind of. Kind of not in title, but in function, essentially. Okay. She made a lot of the club's decisions. She went out and bought the players and sold the players. Could she do them independent of the manager, I guess, is the question? Not saying that she did them independent of the manager, but like in the European model, like generally, like there's a first team coach and they're just given players by the club. And the, the director of football, so like, so like it's Spurs, like Paratici is the director of football. He was the director of football at Juventus. And so like there was a collaborative, like, there's there's always like a, a collaboration between the manager and and the director of football in terms of targets, but you know in in theory, I don't say the director of football could go sign who they want, and then the, the manager, the first team coach, has to just do it. So is is two was two yes. first team coach? Yes. And is he now the manager? Yes. Okay. So they have they changed his title legal like like officially? I don't I don't necessarily I don't know, but, but I know that. Uh, like for, for in, all intents in and purposes. function, okay, correct. In function, Bowley, um, Bowley has made Tuchel the manager. He's looking to emulate the City and Liverpool model that like the club represents. The club is like represents the coach, right? So whatever Their the coach's model is, what, yep, who they're bringing through, how their training regimens are, where they're going on loans, why they're going on loans, who's staying in the club to be pulled in. Got it. All of those things are all coming from Tuchel. Okay. Or so that's been the reports. We don't know. Um, very interested to see how this transfer market works out. Um, we've had a couple of deals get close, but nothing has been finalized yet, which is a little frustrating, but not 
it's not weird for Chelsea because what will happen is Chelsea will go for these targets. Oh, we're talking. Oh, we might do this. We might do that. And then at the end, it's deadline day and we're buying three players for way over the price. I mean, but like, I don't remember. Chelsea. Hoping that doesn't happen. It doesn't. I, Chelsea. I don't remember Chelsea to be the, the transfer deadline day club where they're signing a bunch of players on deadline day, right? It's how we got drink water and Bakayoko. Okay. There's been a few times where we, we've done that. Okay, or we've so spazzed not, out and overpaid. It's not outside the um, realm of possibility. The yes. Of the club. Correct. Um, we're taking forever to get deals done. Which I mean, I, is, it was just a little weird. But I, mean, I think we're talking mostly about the Rafinha thing. Is that like Chelsea agreed to a Chelsea and Leeds agreed to a fee for Rafinha, but it sounds yep, like it, Rafinha could never reach an agreement on personal terms with Chelsea. I think well. So when the agreement was reached, there was a and Fabrizio's comments. I think it was re, like recited elsewhere um, that personal terms should not be a should not be an issue. This should be wrapped up in a couple of days. I think that was all from like Deco, Rafinha's agent, until Deco learned that Barca wanted to come in for him. But this is and the then problem. being the agent that he is, is that like he, hey Rafinha, if you want to wait, Barcelona might come in. I mean, but that's that's the thing about apparently Rafinha and Barcelona have agreed to personal terms like since like March or something like that. Yeah. So like like they had agreed to what he would be paid if he was a Barcelona player. The issue with Rafinha to Barcelona had always been, does Barcelona have the money to pay for him? And clearly Barcelona does not have the money to pay for him. I don't I don't know where. But it sounds like at this point, all the reports I've read and heard is that Rafinha is willing to wait six to 12 months for Barcelona to materialize. Like he's willing mm-hmm. to he's willing to ride it out at Leeds for another year, which is I yeah. think why you haven't seen Arsenal go back for him, which is like like, right? You know, if it was five million pounds between Chelsea and Arsenal, and you know, if Arsenal if, didn't put up a fight, that's that's silly. It's telling you something, right? Yes, it's telling you that it doesn't seem like Rafinha. It seems like Rafinha wants Barcelona or nothing. Yep. Oh, so, um. Yep. Um. No, totally. And like it's and Deco is a former Chelsea player, so I think there were thoughts and feelings shared that this wouldn't be a problem until Barcelona. The issue with Barcelona. And Barcelona can't could have paid could have probably found twenty five mil somewhere. No, I don't it's sixty I don't, mil. I don't even know if they could do that. Like like Barcelona like I Well I, they got their they got their freeze finally registered. Kessie and Christensen is fine are finally registered today. No, no. They were announced by the club, but they can't be registered for La Liga yet. La Liga, there's there they still can't be registered for in Spain yet, so it's it, like that club is I please go under please liquidate I'm so done with Barcelona, um, and all their billion dollar release clauses. <laughs> no. Yo, I really, why would you even put that in the contract? Well, because they don't want Neymar to happen to them again. Well, I guess I guess I guess that's yeah I forgot about the Neymar when he walked in with 220 mil I was like all right I'm out. They don't want to get Neymar again. Um, <laughs> so some club does it. I mean, it's only a matter of time. It's 15 years. I, you know, in 15 or 20 years, we can 100% see a billion-dollar transfer. Yeah. I, I fully believe that. I hope Whatever the next Mbappe happens. I hope it doesn't happen, but I could see it. Yeah, because then that throws everything for a loop. Then you're buying one player. Or you're buying all of the youngsters, which... FIFA just shut down. But all right. So departures, let's get into that. Like we have I've been joking about Lukaku fucking off back to Italy. <laughs> OK, 
can't tell us how you really feel, Brad. Getting him out of the club. Be gone. Yo. Get out of here. Here's the problem. His daddy's not there, though. His daddy's still in London, so we'll find out how good he really is. Damn. There's so much hate wow. for Lukaku. It seems so um, it seems so unwarranted, but whatever, man. I think we already talked about this. He came in and didn't do the things he wanted to do. Then he was grumpy about it and then did that interview. That interview fucked everything. But I th- wasn't like, Cool. If Lukaku had 15 goals at the end of last season and then he doesn't do that interview... Then why the fuck are we getting rid of him? Uh, wasn't what that interview changed the complete relationship with everything? What, okay, and so the the recent report, I think we talked about this last year, last week, or maybe there's just the three of us talked about it. But like, there was that report that came out that said that him and Tuchel were watching a Spurs match, and he referred, he said, "Hey, Lukaku, there's hey Romelu, there's your daddy," referring to Conte, and that soured the relationship, right? So the question is, did that happen before the interview or after the interview? I bet it happened before the interview. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? No, because we didn't play Tottenham before then. Yeah. Unless it was during like unless it was during the friendlies and like this no, they were, this shit was just watching, terrible from the beginning. They were watching a game. Doesn't didn't mean they were that they watching were, a, a game on TV. Oh, I think they were I, I didn't say on TV. I think they may have been like watching from the bench or something. I don't know. You're implying that they were watching Chelsea play Spurs. I think could that be. that's I think that that's not necessarily stated. I think it could Oh, they're just, just watching like them. game footage? Maybe well, hell, maybe they were just sitting in the locker room and they had a Spurs game on and and like he just made that comment to the crowd. That seems like something that would be said in the locker room. Yes. Okay, but uh, Lukaku is gone. He is he is back to enter on loan for the season. Yep. Uh Christensen played his games, even though we met all of his demands, he's still Fucked off to Spain. Um, Yo, there's so much animosity right now from Brad to like these departing players. Well, good look, Christensen wasn't, Christensen wasn't a casualty of the embargo. Christensen had decided himself and he just kept playing the game of, okay, we'll do that. Like he's like, hey, I need you to do this. You do, you do X, I sign. Okay, we, we did X. Okay, I don't want to sign, I want Y. Until yeah. they were just like, this is ridiculous. No, either you're going to sign the contract that we came to terms with, that your agent said, yeah, this is what we want, this is what we'll do to sign, or you don't. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But it's just, it's it's funny. It's just make, cracking me up. Both of them, yes. Uh, and then Rudiger, um, Rudy is a casualty of the embargo. Because I have no doubt that he would have re-signed had we been able to offer him terms. It seems weird to me, though, like, why like is someone like Rudiger like he could have waited like say he, had he a- didn't want he he didn't he like didn't want to wait anymore because like the thing with Chelsea was like hey give us a few more weeks to get this figured out as soon as we get the owner in there they're gonna re- release sanctions we'll get you resigned okay and then it comes April May and he's like well I thought he was saying I thought he said in his interview um, that 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 conversations that contract extensions broke down with Chelsea in the fall. And that they were talking about a contract in the fall, and then it just stalled months well, no, before broke, the months before the embargo happened. It broke down when Lampard was there. That was his issue. It was like yes. eighteen months ago. I know that was the original issue, and then they never went back until Tuchel came in. We won Champions League. Then they went back to the table for him. Okay, that's that. That seems like malpractice on the club's part, but okay. Well, I mean, when you had Lampard there, how much was Rudiger playing? And Rudiger's playing out of position. Clearly, he's the best in a back three. In a back two... He was your best center back. He's four to that. Last year, he was our player of the season last year. Wait, hold on. What we, he's in a back two, he's what? 
in a back two, he's not as good as a back three. Am I wrong? You probably you, you know better than me. I think it's just a he's a really good center back. That's a that's a bad loss. It's a huge loss. He's playing especially with his character and his style. Like, oh my gosh, we're missing that from our from our defense. Because Tiago is brilliant. Tiago can like disrupt the lines and be in position when he's supposed to be, but Tiago doesn't have that bully mindset that Rudy did. Okay. My microphone. Sorry, just, just knock it out. Um, I put Sal on as our departure. He was alone with an option to buy that never played. He was like our sixth starter. Don't even talk about Sal. Like, like we should have probably just loaned him to another club. When so, he came to us. So those are your departures. Um, is there anyone else who's going out per se? Um, I'm just quickly looking at this. Yeah, no one. Everyone Rude. else is everyone else is a child, really. Or Danny Drinkwater. Rude. He's he's gone. Bye, Danny Drinkwater. Yes, yes. Maybe he will drink some water like Sean did earlier. That was really terrible, Brad. Um, that was really rude. I'm sorry. We're just drinking water. We're, we're all taking a sip of water in honor of drink water, not being a Chelsea player anymore. Um, okay, so where did that where does that leave your club? So if we look at the goalkeepers, I'm just going to quick, quick rapid fire. So you got Mendy and Kepa still on the books. Um, Best one-two combo there is in the prim, in the prem. Uh, you know my feelings on this. I'm still disagreeing. If if Arsenal keep Leno, I'm still disagreeing. But um, Mendy is leaps and bounds better than Ramsdale, and Keppa and Leno are are even. Disagree, but that's the closest I'm getting to saying what you what, what you think. Disagree, but continue. Um, all right. Okay. So center backs. If so, if you walked into the into the season this year with Chaloba, Mpadu, Sar, Silva, are you happy? No. <laughs> okay, good. No, because you know what that means? That means Reese James is playing right center back and um, and uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek is playing right wing back. No. All right, so... No. Are we, is this a one center back situation? Is it a two center back Is it a three? So this is 100% at least one new center back coming from outside of the club. Okay. We have two players that we had on, on loan last year. Um, that can fill that hole or be like the Chaloba of this year. Um, Colwell, who is wanted by a bunch of Premier League clubs, um, he is seen as like, um, as other pundits have said, I haven't watched enough because I didn't watch the field play, but they have said he is as good or better than John Terry was at that age. Caveat assault, he's 19 years old. I'm not putting that pressure on him. He doesn't need to be the next John Terry yet. Um, and then Padu, who has been floating around the first team um, for a, couple, a little bit. Played a couple he, times last year for you guys, right? Uh, went out to Spezia, uh, who got relegated, but but had a strong showing in, in, in Serie A. So either one of those two plus one other striker, and I think I'm okay. Center back, you mean? Center back, sorry. One other center back. So I think been, I'm okay. Have you guys been linked to anybody in particular? Uh, we've been linked to everybody, bro. <laughs> who haven't we been linked to? All right, so... Uh, so, all right. So you've been linked to Delict, uh, Kunde, uh, Ake, I think. Um, yep. Am I missing anybody? Ake is the newest, Ake is the newest one. Um, Kimpepe over in PSG. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kulabali in Napoli. Okay. okay. So that's, that's like five uh, I think the next one, I, the newest one is Pavard oh. out of Bayern. Yeah. So if, so if Bayern won Delict, we're going to, we'll take, we'll take Pavard off their hands. Yeah. Okay. So, so speaking about Delict, um, 
Will, this is the comment that I teased for you guys earlier. Will was saying, because uh, Delict is currently a Juventus player, but he says, reports are that Delict has agreed to personal terms with Bayern Munich. Um, Will doesn't have a huge preference as to his destination, but after trying to put uh, Werner in the deal from Chelsea, uh, I'd be pretty satisfied if Chelsea didn't get Delict. Although it would be pretty sweet to sell him for 80 million euros and get him back next year for 10 million. Man. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, throwing shade here. And I was trying to like, and I was trying to defend Syria. Hey, Sean. Yeah. Fuck them farmers. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I guess Lukaku is a farmer now. And Delictus as well, apparently. Yeah. He's trying he's to just he's trying to in the field. Plumbers. Lukaku's just out there standing out in the field. We know that. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, it seems to me that Delict isn't happening. Um, it's what it seems like. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who who of those who of those five or six would you take? I so I don't know with Delict because Bayern is kind of in the same boat as Barca. Can they pay what Juve wants? All Juve cares about is getting money. That's because they need money too. Yeah, Juve, they need are, money too. Juve are like two years away from being Barcelona. So, so yeah. Like, um, sorry, Will. It's true. You know it. Koundé's been on the radar for a while. It seems like we just have to like come up with the extra five mil and tell, and tell Sevilla, hey, here's the five mil. We want him because apparently personal terms have been agreed for a while. Um, Ake would be an awesome, would be a good replacement for Rudiger. He's been in the Chelsea system. Um, Google liked him back when he was playing in Dortmund. Uh, when he was coaching Dortmund, he wanted him. Um, do you guys rate Nathan Aki that high? As a left center back, yeah. As a left footed center back, yeah. I just don't. I've never, I have never been impressed. Like, I don't. I, I think at 30, 40 mil, yes, I'm 100% in. When you're getting up close to like 50, 60, no. Yeah, it seems like if you're signing Aki, you'd still want someone like a Kunde or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think. Kunde's young too, though. Uh, like Kunde, I would want like a Koulibaly with either one of them or, or Kimpepe, somebody that can like signing anyone from Napoli costs a hundred million. So good luck. Like Napoli is Napoli is literally the worst club to deal with for transfers in the entire world. Oh yeah. I just think, uh, I think your best case scenario is Ake and Kunde. That's kind of what it seems like to me as well. I think, yeah. I think that's our, that's like the, I think that's like the settling and I'm not mad at that. I think it's, it's your best case scenario because you don't spend a fortune on Delic or uh, Koulibaly and you get two center backs that are like more than serviceable. I, I think calling calling them serviceable is probably uh, like that. That's disrespectful to them. They're they're better players than serviceable. But it seems like for the price you could get both Ake and Koulibaly for the two of them, you would only be signing one of the other center backs. And so if Kunde. Depth, yeah, it could. What, Ake Kunde would equal Delict. Yeah, Ake Kunde yeah. would equal about Delict's price. Yeah, I think that's. I no, think I think Delict is about like 50, 55 now, I think is what they'll demand because it's after July 5th or July 4th or whatever. If, 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 deadline they gave. if Delict is 55 million. No, Delict is like 70, 80, is the, is, is like 70, 80 with add ons is what, is what the rumor is that we'll get it done. Yeah. So, but you just said Delict is, is down. To I said Kunde is 50, 55. I know you got that backwards. Uh, he plays for Sevilla, right? Yeah. Their price is going up now. I know. That's what I'm saying. It was 45. 
I thought now it was, I think it's like 50, 55. I thought it was 55 before and it's going up now to like 65 or 70. His buyout is 65. Yeah. So. And so I think this happened last time when we we're like, yeah, we'll come in for 50. We got to sell Zuma, then we'll get you 50 mil. And they're like, well, actually it's 60 mil. The idea that Chelsea have to sign anyone to, well, okay. New Chelsea. Maybe you guys do have to sell players to sign players now. I don't know. No, this was last year. This was last year. Yeah, but the idea that I think, Chelsea I think, had to sell players to sign players is last. I think the idea was that Christensen and Rudiger were going to resign, and therefore Zuma needed to move on to make room for somebody to come in. Okay. The fact that we lost Zuma, Christensen, Rudiger, and, a, and there's another one I can't remember in the past like three years for uh, little to nothing. Place uh, for uh, center back for AC Milan. What's his name? Oh, Tamori. Yeah. He was Tamori. He was like 20 million oh. or something like that. Tamori was a huge loss. Okay. So he would fit right in that Rudiger role. So need a um, center back. Need at least two. Need center backs. At least, yeah, one, two. One for sure. Two would be best. Okay. What about um, what about um, midfield? How, how are you feeling about midfield? Center. center we solid. We solid. Okay. Even if we have to sell Jorginho or Conte, we're still solid. I would prefer not to. Let me say this. I would prefer not to sell either one. I would prefer to re-sign both. Um, yeah, it seems but like, if I have to get rid of one, that's fine. It seems like center midfield is like literally the position you guys need the least amount of help with. Like, so when we were talking about Manchester United last week, it was like, holy crap, they need all the midfielders. But it seems like Chelsea don't need any midfielders. Yeah, Jorginho, Conte, Kovacic are your big three, right? Gallagher is going to be a monster. Loftus cheek is serviceable. Um, Ross Barkley can go wherever he wants to. Uh, and then I think Billy Gilmore goes out on another loan. Yeah. Okay. I thought so, Ross Barkley was a bad piece of business when he bought him because we've already made his money back in like two loan moves. How much did you guys pay for him? Wasn't he expensive? It was like 12 mil. No, it was like, it was 18 or 12 mil. I don't think it was, it was nothing. It was like 15 mil because the year before was supposed to be more, but then he failed his physical. And so the next year when his contract was lower, uh, they accepted way less. Like it felt like dirty business is what I remember. I was all saying that when it oh, happened. It was eight, eight, 18 million. Yeah. Yeah. From Everton. Okay. Um, Kennedy's clearly probably leaving the club. He was brought back as coverage because of, um, Emerson did not want to come back from loan or yeah. Okay. Emerson didn't come back from loan. So we pulled Kennedy back to cover when, uh, Chilwell was hurt. So Alonzo had some type of rest. He can leave too. Alonzo can get out of here too. Um, Mount Havertz, they're staying clearly. Uh, Ziek is probably out the door. Ziek is the most likely of our forward. Ziek and Werner are the two forwards that are probably most likely out the door. So, but okay, let's let's think about that as forwards. If you guys get rid of Werner, who who are your center forwards? Havertz, Ambrosia. And I guess Mishi. I didn't know Mishi was still on the squad, bro. <laughs> All right. So the same question I ask you about center backs. If you guys go into the season as and that's your attacking core, are you are you happy? I am more happy with our attacking options. Well, let me. I got. No, I don't I think that's who we're going with. I understand. But what you're I am saying. more happy with our attacking options if that's who it is than I am with our center backs as they are. Havertz, Plusik, Adoy, Brosia, Mount is a great five. There's probably some depth missing there, like right, like we're an injury away from being fucked. 
but starting with that group is not a bad group to start with as your as your top three. So who like you, left, who, right, center? Who are you adding to that group? We've talked about we've talked about Rafinha a little bit. It seems like that's not going to materialize. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Rafinha's happening, and I think I don't think Dembele is happening, which is interesting because how are Barcelona going to support both Rafinha and Dembele? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Barcelona's are. I don't. It seems like if they get, uh, it seems to me that if if they get Rafinha, the option to sign Dembele is going to get rescinded. But Dembele's already almost like signed, apparently. Like they're back in negotiations again. Yeah, but it seems to me that like it, it's it's one Rafinha signing away from them just pulling the pulling the. Uh, of course, yeah, pulling the offer. Yeah, um, Sterling is heavily linked to be done this week. So why hasn't that materialized? You guys have been like it, it. It's been a week away for like two or three weeks now. It feels like. I think it got a, a, so. I think the original offers came out two weeks ago, and that like City were like three weeks ago. City were like, yeah, we're cool. With Sterling leaving because mm-hmm. they had Alvarez coming in. They're not loaning him out. Like they've already said, we're not loaning him out. So like, oh, all right. Well, Sterling's a year left on his deal. Sterling, do you want an extension? No. Okay. Sterling's good to leave. Mm-hmm. Um. And so then the next week is when, oh, Chelsea are interested. And then like four days later, oh, Thomas Tuchel has called, called Sterling to talk to him about everything. And then the offer came in. I think we offered like 32 mil. I think we came in at the Chelsea number. Oh, it's 32 mil. Whenever we bring a player in for 32 mil, they become like superstars. The last two we brought in were Conte and Hazard for 32 mil. I mean, to be fair, Sterling is already a superstar. Right. But that's just like that's like the Chelsea good luck number for when we pay for people. Do you guys think Sterling gets um, done? It kind of feels to me that Sterling, yes. Sterling gets done. Sterling gets done. Sterling's our first signing, and he's probably going to be the first one in the new kit that's been leaked for like six months. Um, I think that gets done. Oh, I, uh, I, I just saw this last question mark here on, on the rundown. I hadn't seen that until just now. <laughs> Dig into that one. What? Which one? Which one are we talking about Ronaldo. here? Why don't you leave me in? Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, he is AWOL at Manchester United right now. Apparently, he has a family issue that is keeping him away from the United United preseason. But he has officially submitted a transfer request at Manchester United. And he has been heavily linked to Chelsea because uh, Todd Bowley. I am of I am of two minds here. And Neymar was linked to us too. I forgot to add him on this list. Okay. I was gonna ask about Neymar. Yeah. Uh the new coach, Galter, has said that Neymar is part of his plans and that he wants Neymar to be there. Yeah. Why would Neymar not be? If Pochettino was still there, Neymar probably would have bounced. He didn't need somebody bottling the Champions League again. Okay. So Ronaldo. I don't know that. So you, Ronaldo. I'm of two minds here. I'm of two minds here. So listen, Ronaldo's going to put the goal in the back of the net. Put the ball in the back of the net. Sorry, put the goal. He's going to <laughs> score goals. He is going to score goals. Like, I don't think any of us doubt that Ronaldo is going to score goals. Okay. Is he going to be another Lukaku and become a disruptive force? Is he going to, because like Ronaldo's a big personality and he's not one to run back on defense. He's not one to like be moving around. Havertz and Werner for everything that like all the negatives about Werner, Werner runs, Werner moves, Werner does things off the ball. He presses, he pushes. Yeah. Ronaldo doesn't. No. So does that work with Tuchel's system? And or does it matter because he's putting the ball in the net 20 times? And that's what we needed. 
that's that's a good question like the service he would get at chelsea would be significantly better than the service he got at united last year amazingly better and he scored what almost 20 goals are without with terrible service but is 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 the albatross of ronaldo worth it yeah is tuchel gonna let him do that i don't know i don't i don't know it's an interesting interesting Uh, word on the conversation that that thomas tuchel's a long time admirer of him but i I just don't of course you are if you look, if you like football, if you play football, if you coach football, and you're not a longtime admirer of Ronaldo, Messi, Mbappe, Neymar, Hazard, Vinicius, Benzema, like, are you yeah. really? Are you watching? Are you watching football? Yeah. Like, come on now. Am I mad if Ronaldo signs? I don't know. I don't think so. All right, but I don't know. So, uh, best case scenario, who are you guys signing? Sterling. Top to bottom. Uh, uh, Sterling. Best case scenario. Delict. And Ake. With Cole Will staying on the team. And you've had salt. You go into the season. Where, what are you guys doing? You guys winning the league with that team? Yes, we're winning the league. All right. Worst case scenario. You guys don't sign any of those players. And you get uh, Bobby Joe from... Uh, from Macclesfield Town or something like that. I don't. I, I'm trying to make up a player. Um, Forest Green Rover uh, sell you their center forward. How how do you feel about Chelsea? Like so, looking at your squad now, is is your squad equipped to compete for the Premier League as it stands right now? Yes. I disagree wholeheartedly, but I think you guys need attacking signings in order to be competing for the Premier League. I. What we won you, the Champions League with with about what the squad is right now. Champions League is an entirely different ballgame. A cup competition is an entirely different ballgame than winning the league. And we played Liverpool to two to two shootouts. Sure. We played we played City to a two goal difference. So two one oh games. You don't win. In our past five games, it's it's our past six games with City is three and three. You don't win. Okay, I'm going to say this, and it's going to be outlandish because Liverpool could have won the league if they beat City. But you don't win or lose the league by by playing tight against against City. Like, but like, we're not that far off from them. What I'm saying though is that I think you guys are missing goals. Is that you guys have tr- Chelsea have tried to address this issue that you've been having for the last three transfer windows of buying center forwards. Two years ago, it was Werner. Last year was Lukaku. This year, it's got to be. It's, it's going to be Sterling. No, yeah, right. It was three years ago. It was Werner. Two years ago it was Havertz. Didn't Havertz and last didn't, year was Lukaku? Didn't Havertz and Werner come in at the same time? So yeah, so yeah, two, they did. They did. Two years, ago, they did. They two did. years ago, it was Werner and Havertz together. Yep. Yep. But like, like the, but Havertz wasn't considered a nine then. No, no, he's he's still kind of listed as a ten, but um, as like an yeah. attacking midfielder. So like, this yep. is my this is my point is that Chelsea have continually been trying to find goals trying to goals. find their center forward and you guys haven't landed on anyone yet so i still think this is the biggest deficiency uh with the exception of center back because you guys have a huge gaping holes at center back i don't i like i would be shocked if tiago silva is as reliable this year as he has been as he was last year i'll be shocked um just he's, so, he's 37 years but old we're um, still we're, we're still winning the league okay all right you heard it here first um so I get, there's no point to talk about city then right because you guys are going to win correct the league, right yeah yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll just shut it down then, right? Yeah. Of course. I mean, City's the most. Look, I think we all agree when we did our own research on this. City's the most boring club. Yeah. Not yeah. I mean, I think you got, just like you go, 
you go position by position and like yeah take it take it over yeah it's one of the best players in the world yeah he's like left back yeah it's probably one of the best left backs in the in the league center back yeah it's probably two or three of the best center backs in the league right back yeah that's the best probably two of the best five right backs in the league and you're you're like go position by position you're like i i how much content can we pull out of this because they're they're all so freaking great I, 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 they've done a remarkably good job. And I think of the, the word we used earlier when we were talking about it, it was refreshing, right? Yeah. They're not rebuilding. Yeah. They're not doing anything made. I mean, like clearly they signed Holland and all in all, like, like the, rep- I, the reported fees on that are remarkable, but of course that's not reporting agents fees and things like that and signing bonuses and what you paid to, to Alfie Holland for his sing- for his son's signature. It's like, there's a lot of money that we don't know about um, in the Holland deal, but they paid a lot for Erlen Holland. Uh, they played a lot for him, um, but like that's they gonna... paid seven million more than they got for Jesus in no. actual fee and like in money from club to club yeah, that they paid to Borussia Dortmund. But that's correct. Not, that's not all they paid. Okay, but that money is not official money. Official money, he costs 52 mil. That's awesome business. That's fantastic. That's astronomically amazing business. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you even if you spend another 40 mil on top of that. Yeah. I, let's I think, just say fees and everything cost them another 40 mil. I think the idea is that they paid around 100 million for them. That's still amazing business, I think. I mean, if he can stay healthy and if he can cope with the Premier League. Um, he's been, I mean, like I've been seeing, you know, like how many players have we seen come from the Bundesliga? And not really perform that well. I mean, like, just look at United and uh, why am I Sancho? Sancho, yeah, thank you. I couldn't. I, I, my mind went blank when I was trying to come up with his name. Yeah, like he did not have a good season last year. City cannot afford to have Holland have a Sancho season this year and win the league. Yeah, but Sancho yeah. didn't even really play until like January. Why? Because he wasn't performing. Yeah. All they was at the wheel. I, I bet I, I bet we could go back and look at their starting lineup from the first match week last year. And or even in like the first three weeks, I bet Sancho's all in there. I don't think so. I, I, I'm not going to pull it up right now, but someone should pull it up. Um, so, yeah, like I, I we look at the goalkeepers. Ederson's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Um, they signed uh, Stefan Ortega. Uh, as a goalkeeper, as to be the number two, that kind of means Zach Steffen, the American, the uh, uh, England, uh, United States number two goalkeeper, is going somewhere else. I think it's been reported. Brad was saying to a loan to Middlesbrough. Is that what you've been? Yep. You've read. So he's he's probably out the door. Um, but that kind of like leaves them pretty good at goalkeeper. I think Scott Carson, I think, has one more year, right? Something like that. But he's just like the oh crap button. That we need somebody. We need somebody for the Carling Cup. For the Carling Cup, um, I mean, center back core is is strong. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now, if they do lose Aki, they probably do want one. They probably do want to sign one. You think? I think that's what is probably going to hold up. Um, Aki to ch- back to Chelsea. Is that they would want a replacement because every single person that they've signed clearly has somebody that has sold or will be sold to move. Yeah. 
Yeah, they let go of Fernandinho, bring in Calvin Phillips. So, yeah, it's been go, kind of a they, swap. They bring in Holland. They let go of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let go of Sterling. Get Julian Alvarez. They haven't let go of Sterling yet, but that's why everybody's like, it's probably. That's why I think the three of us are the most confident in Sterling leaving. I mean, also, like, they also spent $100 million on Jack Grealish last year who plays that position. So, like, add that on top is that, like, it kind of seems like you, you don't want both of them, but maybe I'm wrong. Cucurella um, was also floated. Yeah, Cucurella. Well, they kind of need yeah. like Well, I mean, I think the idea at left back is that if you get Cucurella, clearly Benjamin Mendy's lift, listed on City's roster, but clearly he is suspended until eternity um, because of the, the legal allegations against him. Um, and then uh, Zinchenko, I think the idea, excuse me, the idea is that if they get Cucurella, they might let Zinchenko go is what yep. I've been hearing. Um, I guess, cause the idea is that Aki could play on the left. Laporte could play at the left. Uh, so like they have. Cancelo plays at the left. Yeah, he could play. Yeah, he could play at the left. Um, so like they have options there. Uh, with only one like specific left back, I guess is the idea. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's already a really complete squad. Like they just did like, um, do you think like do you just want to like say they should sign like uh, who's really expensive? They should they should sign Mbappe from PSG, right? Yeah. Like five hundred mil should just go out and get it. Whatever him. it costs. Get whatever it, done, it costs, yeah, whatever whatever it does to get the get the job done, Pep, you need to do it. Yeah, Pep, you, you should do this so that both clubs could then fail to win the Champions League again. PSG and PSG and City. PSG and City. <laughs> um, I mean, like, so looking at their squad right now, just like just at, at a baseline level, I, you know, this club is clearly built to challenge for the Premier League. Um, yeah. All right. Yep. Right. And it's built a challenge in Europe. It's built to win Europe. Like, yes, as an afterthought, they will win the Premier League, but let's be real. Their focus is champions. Damn. League. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. Did you just say that City's going to win the Premier League? The team is built to win the Champions League. And as a side, they are built to win the Premier League. Okay. Just like I said with Chelsea, I said Chelsea just won the Champions League. So, of course, we can win the Premier League. Good try. I think wow. I, I think I need to go back and re-listen to what you said. But I thought you said that of course they're going to win the Premier League. Um, I heard I, that they're group. built to win the Premier League. Of so course Sean, they're built to win the Premier League. Heard it too. Okay. Because they are built to win the Champions League. Freudian slip right there. He thinks City are going to win the champ. Win the, the, the yeah, we got a whole lot of people winning the league. <laughs> yeah, there's just, three teams. Just wait. There's three teams that are going to win. That are that are that are set to win the Premier League. Three. Come on, man. You signed a bunch of backups. I mean, I think to Sean's point, that's been Spurs' biggest issue, right? Is that they don't have they haven't had yeah. depth. Depth. Yeah. And Basuma's Tyron point. Davies are still starting at are still starting at center back for you for guys. Now right? for now. Yeah, Eric Dyer is kind of uh that's a dire <laughs> But they go in the prime with Dyer. Yo, yo, I yeah. will if Eric I I will eat something absurd. Like I'll eat a shoe. I'll eat part of a shoe if if Tottenham win 
the Premier League with Eric Dyer on their team. It's starting though, not just on the team. No, starting. No, 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 even on the just employed by Tottenham Hotspurs. I will eat a shoe. Wow. No way. Zero hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. I think we need the new sheets of integrity started. New sheets. <laughs> yeah, I'll get. I'll have it. I'll have it ready for next week. James eats a shoe if Eric dies. James eats by a shoe. The in before Levy is uh, out here giving Dyer a lifetime contract to just be a consultant with the club. Yeah. <laughs> Screw me. Um, okay. So, yeah, it, it seems that City, um, in, in the same vein with Liverpool, they just didn't need a lot, but they've, they've done their business. Like, like it, it seems to me now, like, if they get Cucurella, it's just that they wanted to get another left back. I yeah. mean, because it kind of yeah. seemed like uh, Zinchenko wasn't like last season, like he wasn't relied upon a lot um, by by Pep anyway. So it seems like that's a position they might have wanted to upgrade anyhow. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think I think if they get Cucurella, I don't think I think that that's the end of their business. Probably uh, of purchases, they might sell some players. It depends. If they sell Ake, then we, we agree they need some sort of center back. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll give you that. That going into no. the season with only three center backs is not an idea. It's not ideal. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, I think that's it, boys. Yeah. yeah I think, it. I think we, I think we, we squeezed this orange um, plenty. Who do you guys want to talk about next week? We've done our three clubs and then the other three clubs in the big six. You guys got any idea who we should? Uh... Let's spend Joel's money. Spend Joel's You want to talk about Newcastle? Ooh, yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. That could get spicy. Anybody, anybody else? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's another club that's rumored to be having a buyout here of a big buyout. Oh, yeah. We can we, we can we can spend some uh, skinny Frank's money next week. Oh, Frank, you want you want to go up to the Merseyside again? No, no he's he's skinny, he's skinny Frank. Nah, he is. He ain't got no budget. He ain't got no. This is uh, Frank Lampard on a on a budget. Um, this is, right. this, yeah. So Newcastle Everton. That seems. I can yeah. I can do that. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. Hey, hey, Joel. You uh, you busy next week, bro? What's up? What's up? Um, maybe maybe we'll get the uh, the man himself on here to spend his own club's money. Um. But yeah, so that's it. That's all we got for you guys tonight. If uh, if you're still listening and you're new and you were like, I need to listen to the whole podcast before I decide if I'm going to subscribe, now is the time to do that. You should hit that button. Uh, you should leave us a comment and tell us why uh, Chelsea are not equipped to win the Premier League uh, as currently composed. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we would love to hear from you. Leave us a comment. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Um, you know, that's at KSBradG. You can send him all of your Chelsea slander. Uh, that's at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I am at James Tiffany. We collectively are at Red Card underscore Radio. You can hit us up on Twitter. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. And, and until next time, where we will be discussing the happenings uh, on the Tide and on the Mersey, right? We'll see you guys next yes, time. Let's do it. Good night. Have a good one.